another episode of the into the 99 podcast where we've got 99 cards because commander is number one i am your necromancer with all the answers necro zach joined by my good friends dan and slothy how are you boys doing today doing well thanks it's yourself i'm doing a-okay what about you dan oh i'm doing good busy week again but definitely excited with all the new cards that have come out lots of deck building so really took a lot of focus this week to get through to the end of it and just make all these decks. We talked last week about the spoilers and how we wanted to build so many of them. Uh, this week we're talking about one, but I'll let Zach say a quick word before we get into that. So, Yeah, um, I got a little bit of housekeeping to do before we get into today's episode. Um, we talked about it last week, but I want to reiterate, we are now on Spotify. Well, we've been on Spotify, but how Spotify is doing things now, uh, you can actually rate and um, our podcast. So the higher the rating we get, the more we're going to be seen, you know, the whole thing. So if you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support us, a very easy way that's free is just to leave a five-star rating on, you know, the podcast on Spotify. That helps us and lets us know you like what you're uh, hearing. And before we get into Dan's list, uh, we have recently partnered up with Atomic Ashes and we are uh, we have a code now. So if you see any cards you like but don't want to necessarily spend the money to get the actual version of the card dual lands for example you can go to uh shop.com and use the promo code it99 and you'll get 10 percent off your uh, order i just recently got some um proxies in from atomic ashes i got some really nice fetch lands and dual lands and i'm actually sleeving them up right now to put in my five color deck that i absolutely hate five colors <laughs> you'll get there you'll get there and we'll see yeah, the link will be in the show notes as well, so definitely head over and check that out. All right, so Dan, what are we talking about today? All right, so as I said on the spoilers, I started brewing this deck immediately. It is Hinata Dawn Crowned. I looked at this deck, and I was laughing at it again when I looked through the list because like, lately I've just like enjoyed building things that aren't necessarily great, but they are funny. Like This deck has a lot of really good potential, and it's pretty broken. It's a, it's a pretty broken card, so I'll read it again for everyone who doesn't remember from last week. Hinata Dawn Crown is one, one blue, one red, one white for a 4-4 Kirin spirit that has flying and trample, which is already pretty big. You could make this a Voltron commander pretty easy with its ability. There's lots of things you can do with it. I just went targets. Uh, it spells you cast cost one less to cast for each target. So if you have two targets, cost two less. It spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast for each target, which kind of is a little built-in protection. It makes it a little bigger to remove. Not immense, but... Still, it still taxes people in the game. So, the whole point of this deck, in my humble opinion, is to just play as many things that are multi-target spells as possible and just have fun. So, I will start with the... Let's go into the artifacts first. Uh, by the way, if you're looking at the list, by the way, the list is in the show notes. I, I didn't put my land base in. I just I just put 33 lands. They're pretty basic. You get it. There, there's no real lands that are important in this deck. Just put in whatever generic things you have for these three colors. You don't need, like, dual lands, but any anything helps in a land base. So, let's start with the artifacts, and we'll go from there. So, Zach, you want to take us away with some of these artifacts? 
Sure. So the first one we have is Azorius Signet. It's two for an artifact. You pay one, tap it. You can add white and blue to your mana pool. Then we have Boros Signet. does the same thing as Azorius Signet, but gives you a red and a white. Um, then we have Chromatic Lantern, which is probably the best artifact in this deck. It's three for an artifact that says land you control have tapped add one mana of any color. Then you can tap it to add one mana of any color. We, we also have... Yeah, oh. I was going to say we've got Firemind Vessel. It's one I really, really like running to color mm-hmm. fix. It's a, a lot of... I have uh, been building a little more budget friendly on some of the cards lately because I just don't want to take other decks apart. But Firemind Vessel is just really good in any deck that's two or more colors. Uh, it's four mana, enters tapped, adds two mana of different colors. And just a really good... A really good way to get that uh, color fix that you need in some of the decks. Then we've got one of my favorite cards in all of Magic Folio of Fancies. It is one in a blue. Uh, players have no maximum hand size. You can pay XX and each player draws X cards. Or you can pay two in a blue. Each opponent puts a number of cards equal to the number of cards in their hand from the top of their library into their graveyard. So this with a ton of mana late game can be your finisher. It can be very, very disruptive. If you're holding it up and people are tutoring, you pay three and mill away their... Like, I really like to mess with people's top deck stuff, so Folio Fancies has always been one of my favorite ones, but in a pinch, it does draw you good cards. It gives you your no-max hand size, and yeah, I just I overall really, really like the card in general. I find it comes in really handy in a lot of decks. Yeah, I really enjoy Folio Fancies. I think it should be played more often because um, it can pretend to be a group hug card, but in rea- reality, it can actually be in you know a win condition. Some of these things in here do seem like they are group huggy, like Font of Mythos. Font of Mythos, yep. four. Begin with each player's draw set. That player draws two additional cards. What's not friendly about that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, the art. Don't, don't uh, laugh at my section. This is a friendly group hug deck. You have one of my favorite cards next, Helm of the Host. It's four for legendary artifact equipment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token as a copy of equipped creature, except if it's a to- except the token isn't legendary if it's legendary and it gains haste. You equip for five. So we're just going to make like a billion Hanatas. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely a, want a bunch of them. The ideal number is five, just saying, but we'll get to, we'll get to that later. Uh, um. Then we have Howling Mine, which again, I just, I put Howling Mine in every deck. I just like the card. I just really overall like Howling Mine. I think it's a good card. I probably should not build with it as much and probably should change over, but I don't know. Like, a, the, the quick aside, like, I, when you're playing annoying things, like I tend to do lately in a lot of these decks, it's funny. These are fun decks to play, but like, if you put a little group hug in, if you sprinkle a little bit of that in, it's kind of, it's not all bad, but like, you know, like everyone I likes just, to draw cards. I just don't trust you. Anytime I see like a Howling Mine That's or every anything deck. like that. Yeah, I'm just like, Dan, you're not going to sway my opinion. I'm going to try to kill you first because you're going to kill us all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I do some silly things. Um, I put an <laughs> Is It Signet in as well. I I don't know. With my with my high cost decks like Toxreal, I found that like the excessive mana rocks really did the trick for, because this deck I want to get the card out as fast as I can. Obviously, my commander, and then, like I said, it's multi-target things. So even if my commander's not, I need a lot of mana. the The deck is going to need a lot of mana, and Hinata is going to be a target for removal. Honestly, like once you start doing annoying things with it, then people, people are going to try to kill it for sure. And there's like no counter spells in this deck. I don't think I put one in so. 
yeah, there's there's no protection. It's just all all aggression, balls to the wall in this deck. It's very fun. Uh, do you want to take the next one here, Slothy? Absolutely. The next one is Morari. It's a legendary artifact for five. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay three. If you do copy that spell, then you may choose new targets for the copies. Very fun. Yeah, there's there's a good uh, amount of instants and sorceries. Yeah. Then uh, next one is uh, Primal Amulet. Uh, for four, it's an artifact. Instants and sorceries cost one less to cast. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on Primal Amulet. And if there are four or more charge counters on it, you may transform or remove those counters and transform it. It transforms into Primal Wellspring, which is a land. You can tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Uh, when that mana is spent to cast an instant or sorcery spell, you can uh, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for the copy. I love that card. It's just such a good card in every deck. It keeps going up in price. Yeah. They need, it needs a reprint. A lot of those put- flips do. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I put it. I put it in Torak recently, and I, I just love it. It's so good. Yeah, it gives a little more reduction too. Like it's not the it's not the full spectrum reduction, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I put in Soaring because, I mean, Soaring. Uh, um, then, yeah, you want to run through these last three? Yep, we have Talis- Tal- uh, Talisman of Conviction, Talisman of Creativity, and Talisman of Progress. They all do the same thing. They cost two. You can tap to add one of it. Uh, I'm sorry, tap to add one mana to your mana pool, and then you can tap them respectively for their uh, dual colors, either blue, white, blue, red, or white, blue. And if you do, it deals one damage to you. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I love the Talismans. Yeah. We all do. Mm-hmm. They really got to reprint one of them. That one's expensive. Yeah, the old the Dominaria ones are expensive for sure, but the Modern yeah. Horizons ones. Yeah, it's and, like fifteen dollars uh, for the Progress one. Mm-hmm. Not about it, but that's all right. Um, next we've got one Planeswalker, really easy. Uh, it's Ral, Ral Storm Conduit, two one blue one red. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, deals one damage to target opponent or player or Planeswalker. Sorry, plus two Scry one. Minus two when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn. Copy it. You can choose new targets for the copy. There's just some spells in here that we like to copy. So, mm-hmm. um, Speaking of which, can we move into your enchantments? Because I'm actually really excited to talk about this section. Because there's a lot of cards in here I like. Yes. I'll let you two go back and forth through these ones. All right. Um, Slothy, you want to take the first one? Because I definitely want to talk about the second one. Absolutely. The first one is uh, Metallurgic Summonings. Uh, it's three and two blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create an XX colorless construct artifact creature token where X is that spell's mana value. And then for three and two blue, you can exile uh, metallurgic summonings and return all instants and sorceries from your graveyard to your hand. Activate only if you control six or more artifacts. This card's dope. Yeah, it's very, very solid in the deck. And it gives you a lot of uh, token creation because mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of instant sorceries in it. 
some of them are going to be pretty big because like the reduction doesn't change their mana value. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I really like that. Yeah. Next and card, I'm more back. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right, we're, we're ugh, so pumped. Swarm Intelligence. It's six and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. I love this card. It's so cool. Yeah. And has some of the best art in the game, honestly. Like, have Locust God there just send out his little locusts, little nomers. But yeah, this card can get really, really silly, especially with how you're already reducing the cost of you know, multi-target spells, and this is going to trigger still and let you do the same thing. <laughs> like, there's, very nuts. There's going to be, uh, you can probably make this deck better pretty easily by just switching out some of, like, the cards that I think are funny later on with, like, things like a Blue Sun Zenith. Like, there's a lot of copy spells, and if you Blue Sun Zenith even for 15, that's not a crazy Blue Sun Zenith. But if it's copied six times, like, that really, really mm-hmm. can... It can mess things up for people, right? Like Blue Sun Zenith is always a good finisher, in my opinion. If you've got lots of mana, there, there's lots of really good like burn spells that you can kill people with. It's I, I just like copying spells. Yeah, um, I like I like copying permanents. Yeah, Zach, you want to take this next one? Sure. It's the Restoration of Iganjo. It's two and a white for a saga. And on the first chapter, we get to search our library for a basic planes card, reveal it, put in your hand, and shuffle. Then second uh, chapter, you may discard a card. When you do, return target permanent card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. And then the final chapter, exile this saga and return to the battlefield tapped under your control. And that flips into Archetype of Restoration. It's an enchantment creature, Fox Monk, 3-4 Vigilance. And whenever Archetype of Restoration attacks or blocks, create a 1-1 Carlos Spirit creature token. Yeah, the backside's definitely not bad, but I can see why you'd have it in here for this front side. This front side's super powerful for what you want to do. Just ekes out, you know, value and get you a little bit further ahead in the game. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good one. I really like it. The next one also desperately needs a reprint. Yes, this card is another card that I love playing. I don't play is it very much, but when I do, I always jam this into any deck that has blue-red. It's Thousand Year Storm. It's four blue and a red for an enchantment. It says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it for each other instant and sorcery spell you've cast for it this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. I feel like in this deck, it's going to be super, super obnoxious, and if this card hits the battlefield, you're probably going to lose very quickly. Not you, but the people that are playing against you. The spells pretty pretty quickly become very, very low cost, so it's really, really easy to get like a storm off going. Mm-hmm. I would have a such a, like, already just going over the cards that we've talked about, I feel like this deck would drive me insane either playing against it or piloting it because I feel like there's so much you're going to have to keep track of at any given time. Yeah, and uh, then... And fi- Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the last enchantment I have on the list is Well of Ideas, because, again, I really want to draw cards in this deck, and I didn't want to put it in the instant sorcery slot, because I'm lazy. Uh, Well of Ideas is five and a blue. As it enters, you draw two cards. At the beginning of each other player's draw step, they draw an additional card. At the beginning of my draw step, I draw two additional cards. I think that's a great card. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the enchantment section here, I think, is really solid. I really like a lot of the stuff you have in here. Yeah. A lot of things say copy, and I like copying. We'll move over into creatures here. Creatures, uh, I don't know about one of them. I'll, I'll talk about them when we get to it. But there's there's a few things that I think are probably pretty easy to guess what I would have slotted in. The first creature I put in, Arch, uh, Archmage Emeritus. Emeritus? I don't know. Can't talk today. Two double blue for a 2-2 human wizard with Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, draw a card. Again, more card draw. Very easy cost to get out. And a good card overall. 
Oh, I, I got to talk about this next one too as well. Uh, this this also just does what my commander does. Uh, it's Battlefield Thaumaturge. Ah, Thaumaturge. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, it's 2-1 wizard uh, for one in the blue. Each instant sorcery spell you cast costs one less to cast for each creature it targets. So it's very on theme of what I want. And then when I cast something that targets it, it gains hexproof until end of turn. I like that. Yeah. This, uh, this is another card that I want to make lots of copies of if I can't with my uh, Helm of the Host. Yeah, that, I can see that being problematic. Um, the next one I really like too, Docent of Perfection. Three double blue for a insect horror, five forward flying. It says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield. Then if you control three or more wizards, transform Docent of Perfection. We have final iteration. It's a six five flying I'm sorry, six five flying Eldrazi insect. It says wizards you control get plus two plus one and have flying. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield. Yeah. Eldrazi Insect. I like that one. Do you want to take this next one here, Slothy? Yeah. The next one is uh, Lear, Disciple of the Drought. Uh, three and two blue for a three-four wizard. Uh, spells can't be countered. And each instant sorcery in your graveyard has flashback. The flashback cost is equal to that card's mana cost. Yeah, that, that one just does everything we want it to be doing. Mm-hmm. And at a reasonable cost, too. Mm-hmm. I, I figure like that's like one that people don't really like to hit the board. Mm-hmm. But if it does hit the board, I feel like you're in a pretty good place. This is yeah, the one I'm not too sure about. Next, sorry. You really don't think this card is all that great? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I just uh, I feel like there's so many other good cards in the deck. Like I I had to really like cut my list down. So, well, you read this card and then tell me what you would rather play in its spot or what you would think about playing in its spot. I'll tell you at the end. Uh, so it's Mercurial <laughs> Chemistry. It's Blue Sun Zenith. I'll, I'll share it right now. Um, it's oh, okay. th- three one blue and one red. For a 2-3 human wizard, and it has one blue and a tap, draw two cards, which is a great ability. And then one red, discard a card, deals damage equal to target creature, equal to the discarded card CMC. So there's there's some pretty big CMC in this. It's pretty easy to actually use that last ability solidly. And it's got card draw. I just, like I said, I don't know how I feel about it in comparison. But, like, like look at the next card. You read the next card. And, and look, at, Dan, look at the power hold difference. Hold on. It can get plus two, plus one, and have flying. That's true, it could. And then you could tap and whatever. All right, the next card is Poppet Stitcher, who can also get flying and plus two, plus one, because it is a human wizard, two, three. And it says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a two, two black zombie creature token with Decayed. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more creature tokens, you may transform Poppet Stitcher. On the back, we have Poppet Factory. It's an artifact that says creature tokens you control lose all abilities and have base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may transform Poppet Factory. Yeah, it's a pretty good token. Token so generator. You're just, so you're just not going to flip them, right? Uh, maybe. Like, some of them, like, some of the things make 1-1s, like that uh, the Aganjo flip when it attacks and blocks makes 1-1s. The uh, Dose of Perfection makes 1-1 Wizards. So, like, they still, I guess... They lose their abilities, but they don't have flying, but then they'd be like 5-5 five, five wizards or 5-4 wizards. Fair. That's fair. I don't know. Uh, I might taking, flip it back and forth. I'm taking the next two, and you guys can't stop me. Yeah. Um, we have Sakashima of a Thousand Faces. Three and a blue for a legendary creature, human rogue, 3-1. It says you may have Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, ETB, as a copy of another creature you control, except it's it has Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, other's abilities. Then the legendary rule doesn't apply to permanents you control, and it also has partner. Yeah. 
I love this card so much. It needs reprints because yeah. I buy it every time I see it. Yeah, $35 for it is pretty bonkers right now because, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's so yeah. well played. I really like it. And then we have its younger version or older version. I don't know how you want to look at it, but it's Sakashima the Imposter. It's two double blue for a 3-1 uh, legendary human rogue. As Sakashima the Imposter comes into play, you may choose a creature in play. If you do, Sakashima comes into play as a copy of that creature, except it is... It still has the name Sakashima the Imposter. It's still legendary and gains two double blue return Sakashima the Imposter to its owner's hand at the end of turn. Yeah. The next one, I believe, should have been a legendary creature. I, I, I think every... Yeah. yeah, I think everyone says that when they see this card, and I think everyone's right. But I haven't found many decks to put it in because of the colors, right? Like, I'm generally mm-hmm. doing different things in these colors, so I was actually really happy. Uh, it's It's got two main abilities. It's Soulfire Grandmaster. One and a white for a 2-2 human monk with lifelink. Good stats for early. Uh, instants and sorceries you control have lifelink, which is great. It's fire song and sunspeaker kind of on a creature. It's awesome. But this is what we're using it for in the deck is the second ability more so. Uh, two and then hybrid blue, red, hybrid blue, red. The next time you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand this turn, put that card into your hand instead of your graveyard as it resolves. That's such a good ability. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just a phenomenal ability. I love that card so much. There's, um, I'm pretty excited to see kind of what shenanigans I can get up to with that ability. Because I there's a bunch of cards I want to recast. We'll, we'll be getting to them. We'll be getting to them. Then we have Talrand. Mm-hmm. Talrand is two double blue Talrand Sky Summoner. Merfolk Wizard also would get to flying. Um, 2-2, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, create a 2-2 blue Drake token with flying. So a lot of my, basically my whole creature section is about either giving my instants and sorceries back bringing my cost down or making tokens. Uh, Sloth, do you want to finish yeah. that one off here? Absolutely. The last uh, creature here is Young Pyromancer. Uh, one in red for a 2-1 human shaman. Whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, create a 1-1 one, one red elemental creature token. Yeah. Fun yeah, stuff I'm su- there. I'm surprised no Murmuring Mystic. Oh, is, is that the counter one? No, that's the... Uh, so, I think it's one more. I think it's a three drop. And it does the same thing as Young Pyromancer, except I believe it is a wizard, and it makes two one or one one uh, bird illusion creature tokens with flying. That's fair. Maybe I will put something like that back in. Carthur's Crusade would be very cool here too. Yeah. All right. Now we will get into the fun parts of the deck. So before we start, what's your thoughts so far, Zach? What What are you thinking? Uh, do I like this? Yeah. What do What do you think so far? Uh, I think that I really like the creature suite, and I do like the enchantment. I like everything so far, but I feel like what's going to happen is we're going to get to the section where I instantly just remember who you are as a person and deck builder, and I'm going to just hate everything that's going on. Clip it. He said he likes it. Because <laughs> you're already in like you're already in the color combination. I like the least. I hate the Narset color combination. Like I, that's one of the only decks that I've just refused to play against. My brother built a Narset <laughs> deck. And I just, I, I straight out would pick up when he was playing it because it was <coughs> turn two or turn three, pardon me there, uh, turn two or turn three when he had Narset out and then he was just endless turns or Planeswalker abilities. They're, generally, these are very annoying colors to play. Like uh, Pramacon is probably the least annoying one and it's Pramacon. You can't attack and do things and it's still a stacks deck. And that's the least I had, annoying. I've had one Jeskai deck built that I absolutely loved and it was... What's it, Valimac? Um, he, it's, it was Rodan, because I can't remember what it, what his actual name the is. The one? Yes. And that was literally a Brash Taunter deck. That's, I, um, 
in these colors as well. Like I have a uh, what's it called Shabraz Braylon, but that's mm-hmm. like a like I I tried I tried. You have to believe me in my heart. I tried as hard as I could, but I can't tune that deck down. I I just can't. It's everything about that deck like speaks to me of like do a combo and kill everyone with Braylon's ability and the cleanup step. Like, it's, yeah, like it just screams at me to do it. Don't get me wrong, like. Because we're kind of we're kind of segue or kind of like going off the rails here, but like I gotta get this out there. It's not that I don't like. It's not that I think like Jeskai is overpowered as far as like color combination. Because I really don't. I like it doesn't have black in it. It doesn't have green in it. It can't be overpowered. Point blank. Yep. uh, But these colors just do so many of the exact same things that are already super annoying or degenerate. And I just meh. They have no redeeming qualities to me. Yeah, I don't understand why anyone would do something degenerate in these, but let's start with the sorceries. The first one is Aether Gale. So again, remember that I have, we have to remember with this, I have a reduction of one per target. Aether Gale, three double blue. Return six target non-land permanents to their owner's hand. So so a two mana blink six permanents card in this deck. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Zach, you said you liked it. You said you liked it a minute ago. Come on. I- I did. I said I liked what was going on, and then I knew what it was going to be. You have blatant thievery next. Four triple blue sorcery for each opponent gain control of target permanent that player controls. That's pretty good. Turns into four mana. Four mana take three things. Or if you play in a bigger game, three mana take four things. I like that card a lot. Uh, We've got we have bonus round one double red until the end of turn. Whenever a player casts an incinerator sorcery. That player copies it and may choose new targets for the copy. There's there's a big a big storm theme here. Because if if I swarm intelligence and copy this, then my next thing, I've got three copy. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. There there's some good storm. Uh you want to take the next one, Slothy? Yeah, the next one is Biforce, uh X and a red for destroying X target artifacts. Just every every artifact that I don't like on the board. Uh oh. Another yeah. another card that should be in the deck that isn't currently in the deck because no one has it right now for some reason. I don't know. It's popular and standard. Uh, Helios Intervention is really good in this deck. Does the same thing for enchantments and stuff. Really good. But can't find one, so it's not in the deck. But if you can find one, it should be in the deck. It's a good card. <clears throat> Zach, please, take the next one. Just because I know you'll enjoy it. Cackle with power. XXX, double red for sorcery. Cackle with power deals... Just five times X damage each of up to X targets. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's, um, if you get three, if you have like the Battle Mage Thermaturge or uh, the a second like Hanada out, like if you have three Hanadas out, this just kills the table. Because if there's 10 targets and I, I can pay the cost with a reduction of 10 each time, then it's like... 50 damage to 10 targets for 2 mana. Read the next card, Dan. It's an old one. One second before we're there. Uh, this is one of my favorite like finishers in this deck because like it's just <laughs> pretty silly for how good it is. Like um, Even if you have to pay even just the double X, that 5 times for X targets is nuts. Like That's a lot. Uh, again, being able to, even with one Hinata out, if there's 10 targets, paying, paying 20 mana to do, I think, what's that? It's about 500 damage? Is a lot. It's pretty good. Um, it's very fun to play. It's a really good card from the set. Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I I forgot about this one. Um, this is an old card, and it's one I've actually never seen played in EDH because 
people are kind to each other. Uh, it's cultural exchange. It's four colorless blue blue. Choose any number of creatures target player controls. Choose the same number of creatures another target player's controls. Uh, they change. They exchange them. I actually like that one. Yeah, being able to give away people's like commanders is hilarious. I love role reversal for the same reason, but just like at two double blue, being able to like give all of the best creatures from one field over to another, and we've got so many tokens that it's really easy late game for us to like give away our one one wizards. And take everyone else's field. And if we have copies, we can do it for everyone. So I take all the creatures. Everyone gets tokens. Yeah. It's a cultural exchange. So next we have Curse of the Swine. X blue blue for sorcery. Exile X target creatures. For each creature exile this way, its controller creates a 2 2 green boar creature token. Yeah. I, you people at home, you cannot see my face, but I assure you, it's disgust. <laughs> And it's just disappointment in Dan, I promise you. As soon as I saw this deck, I was like, this is... It, there's just so many good cards in Magic that function on this deck. I don't know why they would print this. I didn't realize uh, Hinata worked the way it did until Dan explained it in the spoilers episode. And as soon as he said he was excited to build it, I was like, Jesus Christ. This monster. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take this next one here, Slothy? Yeah. The next one is uh, Days Undoing. Uh, two and a blue for sorcery. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. If it's your turn, end the turn. Yeah, see, I end the turn, Zach. It's a group hug deck. <laughs> Everyone gets to draw cards in this deck. If you ever sit down to play with Dan, nothing is group hug. Do not let him fool this you. This is a group hug deck. I'm giving everyone dragons with the next card. You want to take it? I actually like this card. It's the set of the dragons. Four double red for a sorcery. Destroy any number of target creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller puts a 4-4 red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Yeah. Again, a way to get rid of my smaller tokens, but also just to board wipe everything. They they get uh, dragons for sure, and those dragons will definitely come at me. But uh, No, no. Not with this next card. They will not. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Distorting Wake. Uh, X triple blue. Return X target non-land permanents to their owner's hand. So with triple blue, it's... It's a Cyclonic Rift for triple blue at a sorcery. But it's not Cyclonic Rift, so I'm not a degenerate like you like you monsters. <laughs> I don't play Cyclonic Rift. Good, good, keep it that way. But yeah, no, it's uh, being able to bounce everyone's cards like that. It, at least this is sorcery speed, but I can understand that this is going to upset some people. I think the next card's going to upset some people. Yeah, again, one second. Yeah. First off, I, I think it's funny. The deck is like a pretty budget funny thing because like right now right now everyone's kind of going off you, you see non-stop for everyone i'm sure everyone sees this you see non-stop like arguments about like power level and like what's acceptable and stuff like this and this this card is like a power creep card for sure like it enables a lot of like we're we're five instants and sorceries in and it's already like you can tell that i'm being annoying but uh the better your deck is the more annoying i'm being because yeah, if if you have like such a huge like accelerated board state and then just put it back in your hand because you don't have to put everything back in everyone's hand. You don't have to just do it for the whole board every time. But like, I, I feel like this kind of is a pub stock deck a little bit, a little bit, just just a wee bit. Uh yeah, you can take the next one if you want, Slothy. Yeah, the next one is uh, farewell. It's four and two whites. Choose one or more. Exile all artifacts. Exile all creatures. Exile all enchantments and exile all graveyards. To be honest, I believe this is a white staple now. This is like the best removal card. It's nuts. 
like like that's pretty silly. Like I said in the spoilers episode, think how many decks run merciless merciless eviction when they can, and how powerful it is. And then the one or more. If this was choose one at six, I would still be like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, getting rid of all artifacts, enchantments, graveyards, like th- this kind of answers pretty much everything you need. Oh, the next one's also a really good one to. Uh, it's a late game finisher, and if especially if you have the ability to copy things or a storm out. This card really, really goes hard. I love all the finale cards, and this is Finale of Glory. X double white, you create X two two white soldiers with vigilance. If X is ten or more, you also create X white uh, X white four four angels with flying and vigilance. So if you have the twelve mana, which in commander is not a crazy number to get to, uh, if you've got the twelve mana, you make uh, twenty creatures. I think that's uh, you make sixty power of creatures for twelve mana. It's really, really strong, and any any spell copy, generally speaking, it it wins the game. So I want to take this next card because I actually really like this next card. Uh, it's a Dominable Creativity. It's X triple red for a sorcery. You destroy X target artifacts and or creatures. For each permanent destroy this way, its controller reveals cards from the top of his or her library until an artifact or creature card is revealed and um, exiles that card. Those players put all the exile cards onto the battlefield, then shuffle their libraries. I actually think this card is sweet. I've played it in a couple of different decks. It was in my, uh, my, uh, what's his name? My lore hold deck. Um, Osgear? Yeah, Osgear. It was, it was fun because it was a attrition deck. Yeah, I, um, yeah, see this group hug. I help people get to their other creatures. It's not. Stop. <laughs> For triple red, I'm helping everyone get to the artifacts and creatures they need. So if this is group hug, Dan, why don't you read this next card? Yes, my favorite group hug card, of course, Kaboom. Uh, four and a red. Choose any number of target players. For each of those players, reveal cards from the top of my library until I reveal a non-land. Deals damage equal to the card's CMC to that player. Then I put the card, uh, the revealed cards on the bottom in any order. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. This is Kaboom. Just Kaboom things. Sure. So this is a group hug deck. Why don't you take the next card, Dan? Yes, uh, my favorite group hug card of all, Mass Manipulation. XX Quadra Blue, gain control of X target creatures and or planeswalkers. Ah, uh, yes, the very very group hug mass manipulation. It's it's got such a high cost, but in this deck, like it's so so affordable. Why wouldn't you play it? Look, I don't. Especially if you, I'm condone. just saying, if you get the the goal of this deck, in my opinion, so far is just to get as many Hinatas out as I can, just to see what the ceiling of this is because. XX is just, again, it's just a four blue take the field. And that's hilarious. That is funny. You've got to We be- don't can Saucy and I don't condone his actions. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to believe me. It's so funny. Saucy, <laughs> you, want to take, you want to take this next one, please? Yeah, the next one is Selective Snare. X and a blue. Return X target creatures of, of the creature type of your choice to their owner's hand. We play lots of travel. I'm not bringing out the deck that I was building this week against that. <laughs> Jesus, Dan. Next we have Soulfire Eruption. Six triple red for sorcery. Choose any number of target creatures, planeswalkers, and or players. For each of these, for each of them, exile the top card of your library. Then Soulfire Eruption deals damage equal to that card's, uh, that card's CMC to the permanent player. Uh, you may play the exile cards until the end of your next turn. First off, if I if I kaboom someone with that, that's a big kaboom. That's a thick <laughs> yes. kaboom card. 
I, the the mana curve on this deck must be just nuts. But you can protect, uh, you can get a lot of these cards off for like nothing. The average CMC is three point five seven. It's not even that's horrible. Not, that's, that's, that's really not that bad. <laughs> it's probably all the mana rocks. Yeah. Just taking your curve. <laughs> then uh, I have. Slothy. Oh, yeah, go ahead if you want to take the last one. Here, Slothy. Yeah, the next one is uh, Spell Twine for five and a blue. Exile target instant sorcery card from your graveyard and target instant sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. Copy those cards and cast the copies, if able, without paying their mana costs. Then exile Spell Twine. Yeah, I really like that you, card. You can play in your opponent's cards for them. Yeah, exactly. You go? I'm helping everyone out. It's group hug. All right, so before we get into the instant sack, how, how do you feel? I don't like it. You have cards I like, but not with what you're doing. Not the way I do it? Yo, Crackle with Power is just a real strong game ender. I don't play a lot of... I don't play a lot of, you know, blue. So pretty much whatever you do is going to go through and I'm just going to like, I know what it is. I'm going to establish a board state. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be having fun. And then you're just going to kill us. Yeah, sometimes. Or you're going to like have your hand over the button, you know, the big red button that shoots nukes at people like, oh, yeah, you guys can do that. But just remember, and then you're going to you're going to have your hand and you're going to have crackle of power flip the other way so we can always see it fanned in your hand. <laughs> I do like to threaten people <laughs> showing what's in my hand, just putting it down on the camera or on the table and just be like, you're welcome to do whatever you want. However, I, I sit there all the time. Um, I I pretty often kill people with uh, Aetherflux, but I just sit there at like 500 life with it and just play the game out. I like I like the terrorist threat in the game. And I've just learned to just, if I'm going to die, I'm just going to die. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Benson I was playing a game with. He went to like either naturalize or something, my Aetherflux, and I just Aetherfluxed all of his like creatures, like his Lana Worlds and silly things like that. Sent a message, mm-hmm. didn't kill him. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Uh, so starting off in your instances, we have Aurelia's Fury. It's X, red, and a white for an instant. Aurelia's Fury deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or players. Tap each creature dealt damage this way. Players dealt damage this way can't cast non-creature spells this turn. This is a big part of ending the game with this. Because if I get this through, then you there's no interaction with me trying to crackle with power or something like that. But it's also really mm-hmm. good for if somebody's trying to swing out with a huge board state or something like that. Because not only am I getting a wide sweep of at least one damage with my commander out, but I'm also able to stop their non-creatures, tap their creatures down. Like, it's, it's a very, very good card in this deck. Dan, why don't you read the next card in your group hug deck? Ah, yes. The group hug Comet Storm. This is how I help. I help solve the threats from the table with this. Uh, X red red with a multi-kicker of one. You may pay an additional one any number of times as you cast it. Choose any target, then choose another target for each time it was kicked. Deals X damage to each of them. So X is just whatever you put it in and freely at everything on the board. So if you went like, let's say five double red. Okay, so X is five. Then you can just do five damage to to literally everything as many times as you want. Yeah, correct. And if I have have like the battle mage or another Hanada, then I can really do damage this deck really really shines against like a token deck or a mass creature deck like the more targets that are out the better like if you're spell slinging and you only have one or two creatures like this isn't going to do good against like a cast deck 
But if someone's playing elves, buddy, they're in for a bad time. It bothers me that you didn't put Brash Tonner in here. Uh, I was thinking about it because there's a lot of a lot of things, but I tried to do things that were mostly damage to uh, creatures or to that's, players. That's fair. Uh, this is just a save my board card. Uh, eerie interlude, two and a white, exile any number of target creatures I control, return to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Because, again, people are going to try to kill my creatures. Uh, there's board wipes coming in this deck for sure. So, Cosmic Intervention would have been really good too. Yeah. Because that brings them back, right? Yeah, then it's permanence. That's a good one. The um, I, I just like the ability. Obviously, like in a board wipe or a big sweep, I'm going to lose all of my tokens. But the the creature section is what generates my tokens so much, and sure. and my commander is pretty integral. Eh, integral can't speak today to the uh, to the strategy of the deck. So I really need to keep it, and I I just don't play the boots i should play swift boots but i don't and there's no counter spells group hug. um i want to take this next card because i've never seen it before it's energy arc it's a blue and a white or a white and a blue uh for an instant and tap any number of target creatures those creatures neither deal nor receive damage in combat this turn yeah i think that's a pretty good way to save myself pretty low low mana yeah, no. Like I said, I like everything about that one. Uh, the next yeah, one, sweet. the next one we have is Firemind's Foresight, which is a real high cost spell, and I don't really get any reduction, so I might take it out. But it does let me go and get the things that I need to be annoying with. Uh, it's five, one blue, one red. It's an instant. Search your library for an instant with CMC three. Reveal it. Put it in your hand. Then repeat the process for a two and a one. So. This, because we've got so many X cards in the deck, like, this fetches that Crackle with Power, right? This fetches, like, a lot of those good cards. Yeah, Crackle with Power is definitely the... It literally fetches Crackle with Power and Aurelius Fury, which lets me, with, like, five mana, generally speaking, win the game. That's absurd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, if I have any one cost, I don't even I don't even know if I have any one cost in Center Sorceries. Oh, it's only instance, yeah, so I can't fetch Crackle with Power. But I can get Comet Storm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The good old Greek hug Comet Storm. Um, do you want to take the next one, Slothy? Yeah, the next one is uh, Glimpse the Sun God, X and the White. Uh, tap X target creatures and scribe one. I like it. Easy to easy to tap the easy to tap the table down and kill everyone with my creatures. Yeah. Tap the whole board for for one. For one. Yeah. At the end step, Zach. The next one. <laughs> Next, we have Hail of Arrows, X and a white for an instant. Hail of Arrows deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target attacking creatures. So again, another way to sweep the board of small creatures. For one mana? Yeah. The next one's actually really, really fun how it works. So it's Magma Opus. It is an eight-cost card. It's six, one blue, one red. An instant, and it deals four damage divided as I choose among any number of targets. So I can already get four targets there to get it off. Then it taps two permanents. Tap two target permanents. So basically I can cast this for two mana, then create a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token, and then draw two cards. The amount of value you get out of this with your commander out is just crazy. Kill, because if I'm playing a normal commander game, I ping everyone at the table for one, one other creature for one. I tap down two things. I make a 4-4. I draw two cards at two mana. That, that's just silly ability power. Mm-hmm. I really, really like this card. 
yeah, it's, it's such a good card in this deck. The next one also is Obnoxious Zach, please. It's March of the Swirling Mist. It's X and a blue for an instant. As additional cost to cast this spell, you may exile any number of blue uh, cards from your hand. This spell costs two less to cast for each card exiled this way. Then it says up to X target creatures phase out. Mm-hmm. So for one blue. Phase everything else on the board. Or phase my own creatures if I need to uh, survive a board wipe. Because that one will save my tokens. Yes. Yeah, a little offense, a little defense. Pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, it's all group hug. Also, you could you could help the table by saving everyone's creatures from a board way. Group hug, Zach. Group hug. Slothy, you want to take this next card? Yeah. Next one is Outmaneuver. X and red. X target blocked creatures deal combat damage to defending player instead of blocking creature or instead of two blocking creatures this turn. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's um that's a fun way to get through uh someone has like a huge commander like you see a lot of Galeas right now, a lot of Voltron, especially with the new set there's good Voltron stuff out. Um this is a really good way to kill someone at the table. Just uh someone tries to block their creature and you just say, eh, take your thirty damage anyways. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's fun. Um in a worst case, late game for me, it makes it so that none of my blocked creatures stop and I still kill everyone. And best case, I, I use it to Sneaky kill someone else with someone else's creature. Next, we have Prismatic Boon. It's X, white, and a blue for an instant. X target creatures gain protection from a single color of your choice until end of turn. Same thing. Yeah. Really, really easy way for me to get through, again, blockers or to make it so other people can't block uh, to save creatures. Like I said, you could. Nothing stopping you. You could save everyone else's creatures with this. Oh, Next, we have reality. <laughs> Next we have reality spasm, Dan. Zach, please. You've got to believe me. Oh, this, um, so one second. This one is actually one of the best ones to be able to storm off with because this is how I generate, like, all of my nuts mana. Uh, so reality spasm is X double blue instant. Choose one. I can tap X target permanents or untap X target permanents. And all of the target permanents are my mana rocks and my lands. And if I have copies of this, if I have, like, 10 mana available and I've used two of it and I have, like, three copies on the stack, for instance. That's going to give me like 28 mana off this two mana card. I'm making you track every single color that you generate. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no need for it. It's all going into Crackle with power. That, that's the whole point of the deck is I, I just care. think it's funny. But oh, the, I don't care. I'm still making you track all of it. Yeah, the ability to tap down everything again is like a really, really good utility for if there's a problem. And it's really, really fun to do when people's draw step. Zach, it's a group hug deck. You have to believe me. It's not. <laughs> so so first off, yeah, tapping everything in someone's draw step is hilarious. But like I said, generally speaking, this has a little offense, a little defense. But uh, the ability to really, it's almost like a little bit of a dramatic reversal kind of a combo. You know where you see people like, I'm going to untap on my rocks and stuff. I really should put a Gilded Lotus in here too. But I digress. There's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of mana can be generated with this. Like the... The two that I've played with this so far, I've been able to get the Reality Spasm off. And yeah, like the the results have been great every time. And like I said with the Thousand Year Storm earlier, right? You've got so many low costs. Like when you're casting something like a Magma Opus, an eight mana card for two mana, it's really, really easy to generate just like a crazy high storm count. And like I said, you you get your bonus rounds going. You get like the next card is is also a copy card like you can really, really do a lot with this, like, cheap 79-cent card. And it's really fun to find cards that are 
not like expensive cards that function really well with a new commander. So reality spasms mm-hmm. like super cool. Uh, Sloth, you want to take the next one? Speaking yeah. of copies. Yeah. So the next one is reiterate uh, one and two red for an instant with buyback three copy target instant or sorcery spell. And you may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah. Double red copy with buyback with your commander. I like it. Also, uh, if you have multiple Hanadas out, it's an additional as you pay it, so you do get the buyback reduction as well. If you have multiples out, you want five. You want five so badly, Zach. I don't. You just Next need, we have Return to Dust. You just need the Sakashima. You just gotta believe me. Next we have Return to Dust. Two double white for an instant. You exile target artifact or enchantment. If you cast a spell during your main phase, you may exile up to one other target artifact and or enchantment. Yes, good card. It's, it's a pretty good card. Um, it's the, double white to exile. Yes, uh, we get it. Yeah. Um, Sublime Epiphany is one of the other cards I have. In, oh, I do have a counterspell on this. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Not not Group Hug, the one counterspell. Uh, so it's for <laughs> Zach's face. We got we to gotta get back to recording these in video because your face was classic there. Uh, we've got, yeah, that's why it's not Group Hug. Yeah. Right. We have four double blue for an instant. Choose one or more. Counter target spell, so there's one reduction. Counter target activated or triggered ability, two reduction possibly. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Three, create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. Four, target player draws a card. Five, oh, I love this card so much. There's so much targeting on it. Again, at, at basically a counter spell. This is just a very fancy counter spell, Zach. And to yeah. end this abhorrent deck, <laughs> we have Wild Ricochet, two double red for an instant. You may choose new targets for target instant or sorcery spell. Then copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah, it's pretty fun. This is Hainata, the deck <laughs> that Dan built. I don't know why. Uh, my Like I said, my playgroup lately has just been like really, really staxy and like really... I've seen like a lot of stacks or a lot of mass creature decks kind of trying to out aggro the stacks. <laughs> and I see a lot of Voltrons in my like personal meta. So being able to, uh, like I said, sneak, sneak the Voltron damage through when someone's trying to swing out. Cause a lot of times people aren't actually trying to kill you with it. They don't want someone to die so early. So they're like, oh, I'll swing my 2020 Galea or 2021 Galea. And they're trying to force a block and just killing people is hilarious. When they do that, it it's really really funny because they're mad at you both now. I don't know. Like I said, we my my meta has been a little staxy lately, and I I just loved everything about this deck. There's there's definitely other things you could do with it, but there's so many fun interactions with the multiple targets, and I I think I put some interesting ones in this deck. I was I was pretty proud of this one. Don't don't worry, podcast listeners. Next week we'll get back to good old Zach decks. Yeah. <laughs> not with Eldrazi in them. I was gonna Daniel. say I was gonna say Zach's Ishan Eldrazi on the later deck because that's what I'm building right now. No, no, like no. That's literally. I I, I went. I uh, I got a few of the Titans when I was out shopping, and there's mm-hmm. gonna be that. I really want to play it. The betrays in the deck. It's a good card. Yeah, the Archon of Cruelty. That's that's good. There's um, what's the Sponsire of Ulamog? The one that lets you get any number of Eldrazi from outside of the game. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate that outside of the game doesn't exist in Commander because I have quite the box of like other Eldrazi cards to to bring into play. But yeah, no, like it's um like I said, this is like a fun group hug deck that will 
make oh <laughs> make your make your friends Shut very happy. Up. This is something you should play against uh, players that are new to your group to really show them how welcome they are in the meta. It's kind of a deck that really everyone can have fun with. It's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't tell you how many times I've came so close to cussing. <laughs> Be real with you. You <laughs> so like the you like the first half of the deck. No, this um this one is like a pretty fun deck, but like you you do have to if you're gonna build something like this, you have to understand that it is gonna be meta specific, right? You're not gonna want to like as my my group hug jokes aside, you're not gonna want to play this in a, against like a random table because there are they are gonna be upset. Like I said, there's really funny combinations in a distorting wave distorting waving the table for three blue is without a doubt hilarious but maybe not welcome at every table yeah this is one of those decks like if i saw you pull it out i would play a deck that i didn't care to like lose almost instantly with pulling out a cultural exchange and taking everyone's creatures is also really funny and like that's something a lot of people don't like control and you've got a lot of like really easy access to control like with things Mass manipulation's already a good card. Mm-hmm. But mass manipulation with like cost reduction is really good. Like it, mm-hmm. the same thing, like I said, like taking anyone who's had their commander taken away from them knows how annoying it is. Like you build a deck and the whole point of the deck is like, I want to play this synergy. And then someone comes and casts this cultural exchange card you've never seen. And they give you a one, one wizard for your commander. It's yeah. But there is some mm-hmm. group hug cards in it, so you can... This is the other fun thing. Um, because of this deck's play style, you need to wait until Hanada's out, and you, you've got a lot of early game ramp. You do have, like, like a, a good hand, an ideal hand. You could hit a Soul Ring Howling Mine off the bat, and you could make people think that this is a pretty fun... This is a cool guy. A cool guy is just making us all draw extra cards. Everyone's not- happy. It's only Dan is a cool guy. It's only once you have basically it's once you have Hinata out that this deck kind of just becomes annoying. And um I got to really early, like I, I was playing with like a, a bit of my fast mana group, and I, I did get the Hinata out on turn two, and then I by forced the table and got rid of all of their like mana crypts and stuff like that, and that was really funny. Yeah, when you keep a hand from yeah, like I said, I'm trying to justify it, but there there's uh no, I should name the the deck, the the episode Hinata Group Hug. No, you shouldn't. I'll I'll name it Hin like H I N O T T A, not a group hug. Oh, that's fine. Uh, that's, that, fine. that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. In, any thoughts, Zach? What would you do in this deck? How How would you have? Is there anything you would take in this deck? I literally would have made it a clone deck. But what would you? What What kind of things would you have used the reduction for? Making making multiple copies of Hinata or other creatures I actually like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, could you, like this is what I would have done. All right, let's say um, I don't know. I probably would have went something like what quasi duplicate or something like that, and make multiple copies of a creature for next to nothing, and made like big creatures in the color combination, like having a Sun Titan bring back creatures to bring back, like. Um, my spells that I want to continue to copy. So like uh, Sun Titan into, um, oh, what's its name? Uh, I don't know. Stuff like that. I ha- I I don't know. It's just guy, so it's hard to think off the top of my head. The, yeah, these aren't your colors. There's no green or black. Yeah, yeah so I'm like, uh, Sun Titan. 
white. I got it. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. It's mm-hmm. there. Slothy, what's your thoughts? What would you have done with this? Um, uh, well, well, I wouldn't have built it. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, we are like-minded. <laughs> but yeah, I would have added like a, a Heliod's intervention, but Such good art. things like that. I've actually got one right in front of me right now. I noticed. Bring me it. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. I need that card so badly. <laughs> I think I've got like tons of them. That and Maskwood Nexus. I can't find uh, either of those cards right now. That's probably because yeah. I'm buying all the Maskwood Nexus and XI. All right. I do have one last question before you go. If you had to choose one of the spells that are funny to target with, just, just something that targets in the deck, what would it be for both of you? What would be your favorite target ability in the deck? If you, if you had to choose one. Not saying you like them. Not Cultural say, exchange, for sure. You like that one? Yeah, the art already made me really like it, but like just the idea of like if someone's super far ahead and someone else has had like a really hard time, maybe this is the first time they're playing their commander deck and they don't have the ratios right, you could be like, oh, that's fine. Cultural exchange, switch this nice sports dude over here with the guy who's kind of struggling and maybe they get a better chance of actually getting to play their deck. Exactly, group hug. It's not. <laughs> It's not. Just stop. Do you have Do you have what, Slothy? Curse of the Swine. You like Curse of the Swine? I, yeah, the Curse. It's, that's a good card. It's just a strong card. It is a strong card. I um honestly, I think my favorite one is either going to be like that uh, Reality Spasm, just the ability, like I said, to untap my permanence and storm off with it, or tap permanence down. Uh, it would be that or March of the Swirling Mist. That ability to aggressively phase things out or protection phase things out. I just think that that's a really, really solid card. That card's dope. Yeah, and, and in our in our deck with one, like I said, th- you can beat this deck with a few counter spells, like I, unless I have the liar card out and spells can't be countered, but that's not that's not the point. Or if you have multiple version, multiple Hinatas. Yeah. No, like it's um, like I said, I'm I'm pretty proud of this deck. I I thought it was pretty silly building it. I had a lot of fun, like. I immediately started building this like the I saw uh, I was driving when I saw this and I literally pulled over to start putting a list together and then sent it off to like the LGS and was like, hey, pull these cards for me. I was very, very excited about this and I'm happy that it came together the way that it did. Like I said, you can you can do a lot of things with this. You can make it much better, but oh, I really, really like this card. I'm proud of this one. Proud of my group hug deck. Proud of every unit. All right, let's end this episode, please. I try to find a mana flare. That's a group hug card. You got to believe me. It's not. Shut up. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell them where they can find the content? Sure. So you can go to into99.com. That's our one-stop shop for everything um, into the 99. You can find articles. You can find our videos. You can find our podcast episodes. Everything's on there. Um, you can also join our Discord where we're super active and we have tons of people constantly talking about Commander stuff and getting games together. You can also check out Lotus' show, Brunette Live. He does it about once a month now on Saturdays, I do believe. Um, if you have a card that you want to get and don't necessarily want to buy the real card, go and visit our one of our sponsors. Abyssproxyshop.com. Use promo code IT99 to get 10% off your order. And just a final shout out to my local LGS, No Limit Gaming. I got this hoodie yesterday and it's really cool. That is a pretty cool hoodie. I actually didn't even notice it was for a gaming store. Mm-hmm. Looking it's sharp. A, that's, a, that's a dragon around a planet. 
Yeah, we're gonna try to get some uh, stream games up running again. So if you guys want to see me play this group hug deck, tune in on Twitch. And yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. This isn't a group hug deck. Eh, it's a group hug deck. It's not a group hug deck. It's group hug, you gotta believe me.